0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. As the summer
1: heats up, is Vancouver real estate cooling off? I'm Martin Strong, and in a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smart Point. We'll get his take on things that's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news from the past few weeks may not seem like it when you take a look at your grocery bill. But for the first time in more than two years, the inflation rate is in the Bank of Canada's target range. Statistics Canada reported this week that inflation fell from 3.4 percent in May to 2.8 percent in June, mostly thanks to lower gas prices, but still no one is getting a break when it comes to buying groceries. Grocery prices rose 9.1% year over year, which was even faster uh, than they went up in May. And ironically, because of rising interest rates, which are meant to slow down inflation, the cost of mortgages has gone up, a whopping 30.1%. Gas prices, though, have fallen nearly 22% since last June. But Last June was a bad time to buy gas right after a global energy market spiked in reaction to Russian, Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. All this new inflation data also showed that price uh, the prices we pay for our cell phones was down. 14.7% lower from June of last year. but industry watchers say we still have a long way to go. When it comes to telecom affordability, Wall Communications' latest annual report says more competition following the entry of Videotron to the national market through its purchase of Freedom Mobile could mean some falling prices. But it also says Canada still has among the highest prices in the world for cell phone and broadband service. Uh, last year. A lot more new houses got started being built in June with Housing Starts posting its largest month-over-month increase in a decade this past June. Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation says that a lot of these homes were new multi-unit projects. The annual pace of urban starts shot up 46%, while the rate of multi-unit urban starts rose 59%. The lack of supply of homes is one of the big factors in the crazy real estate prices that we're seeing. Cineplex, the movie theater people, they're being accused of using deceptive marketing practices to sell movie tickets. Competition Commissioner Matthew Boswell says that extra fees being added to some Cineplex movie tickets that you buy online constitute price-dripping. Price dripping is a deceptive practice where customers are drawn into a purchase without being told about the extra charges until after the transaction is complete. In his latest filing, Boswell says consumers are not presented with the full price of a movie ticket on the very first page of Cineplex website and app. Meantime, Canadian movie theaters are worried that the strikes by Hollywood actors and screenwriters could drag on for months. Film.ca Cinema's CEO, Jeff Knoll, says his theatre in Oakville, Ontario, barely survived the pandemic. And he's absolutely petrified about the current situation. He says, there's no question that if the strike lasts for several months, studios are going to have to either start spreading out their new movies or simply postponing them until a point in the future where they anticipate the strike will be over. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And coming up, we're going to talk real estate. Have real estate uh, prices cooled off? Have the interest rates? done a bit of a business on them or are we in for a hot summer real estate wise we'll hear from john carlson johnny smartpoint.com that's when vancouver consumer continues on cknw
0: this is a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser the opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of cknw
1: welcome back a Vancouver consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And there was definitely an uptick in Vancouver real estate in the spring of this year. That's after a year of declining prices and sales. It looked like buyers had decided that the interest rate hikes that we had been seeing in Canada were done. And a lot of people were surprised by the quarter point increase that we had earlier this month. And now the question is, has that put a chill on the market? To help us with that is our man on the ground, seeing all the twists and turns that the Vancouver real estate market is making in all the different areas of the Lower Mainland. Our friend John Carlson of 2% Realty, you know him as Johnny Smartpoint. You can find him online at johnnysmartpoint.com and he is here now. Hi John, how are you doing?
2: Hello, I'm doing great, thanks. I love being here. Thanks for having me back.
1: All right, keeping cool in the summer heat and uh, you have an interesting theory on what the latest interest rate hike is doing to the market. And I look forward to talking to you about that uh, later on in the show. But right now, I want to talk to someone uh, who you know very well, uh, somebody that you've just worked with, uh, Ian and Kay. They they have sold their home in Langley. It was a big acreage. And I just happen to have Ian on the line. Hi, Ian. How you doing?
3: Hi, Martin. Very well, thank you.
1: Excellent. Well, first off, congratulations to you and Kay. You uh, sold your acreage in Langley and you moved to Kamloops with the help of uh, Johnny Smart Point, John Carlson. And uh, it was kind of a, conf- not confusing, but a, a little bit more complicated than the typical uh, real estate deal because you bought the property in Kamloops before you sold your acreage, right?
3: Yes, that's right. Um, And certainly, uh, potentially can create a very stressful situation (laughs) when you uh, when you do it that way around.
1: Yeah. So so you you got in touch with John a little later on in the process, though, right?
3: Yes, although the two really tied together fairly shortly. um, But certainly, yes, we had already effectively. Uh, put a, a verbal offer in on our on our uh, property which then in turn became a formal offer on our, on the Camlough property leaving us with a reasonably good timeline uh for selling but nonetheless put us under the gun a little bit and we had to get it done
1: yeah, because you, you don't want to sell for the sake of selling uh, and you want to get what the value of the property is. And how did John help you with that?
3: Well, I think, first of all, uh, John identified that the, the property, you know, this is not a, a cookie cutter sale. Um, it was always going to be a property that that uh, appealed very much to some people and, and not to others. So, uh really we were we were very much expecting that this was not going to be something that happened overnight so we um so we just dis- we discussed it to start with, and we priced it very much with a view to to selling uh given a reasonable exposure to the market and um uh, and away we went um john's uh estimation of of, of values um was was pretty good. Um, and uh, the market will always decide what the what the price is ultimately. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, so you're saying because this was an acreage, so it, it's a little bit different. So, so it's a bit uh, a bit more of a niche thing. So that made it all the more challenging.
3: Yes, and and, and particularly challenging because um, there are different sorts of acreages. I mean, we we had uh, well over two acres here. But that was not two acres of usable land. Um, And so inevitably, uh, people need to come and see for themselves what that acreage is doing for them. Do they want the privacy uh, of an acreage or do they actually want practical land usage like building shops and and use uh, that sort of acreage? So, of course, inevitably, you get people from uh, both sides. But many certainly were looking for usable acreage. Uh, and ours was more privacy acreage so uh, there, there certainly was a little bit of sorting out to do from that point of view, which made it more challenging
1: <laughs> yeah so so you're in this position you've got this unique property you have to sell because you've already bought something in in kamloops now uh there was a bit of a hiccup near the end you thought you had sold the buyer kind of wanted to renegotiate how did john help you with that
3: well, I think uh, frankly that was where we really felt that, that John's value uh, came into play because as you can appreciate uh, as the sellers we felt very very pressurized uh, on our put the pressure on ourselves um to get completed but John was very good at, at keeping us very level headed the property is worth what the property is worth um and just because we've purchased doesn't necessarily change that value at all. So he was very good at subtly keeping us strong through the process. <laughs> uh, and I think that's what stands out most of all of our dealings with him.
1: Yeah, because I, I guess you're in a position where uh, a real estate agent could tell you to eh, take it. You got to go. You, you've already bought the place. Take it because basically their commission's pretty much the same.
3: Yeah, that's, and that's what stands out about this. Um, it was very subtle. We were always aware that at the end of the day, it's up to us to decide what value we are prepared to sell at. And John uh, was very much the other way. He was very much saying to us, look, you're priced to sell already. It's good value. Um, just because you purchased doesn't, doesn't necessarily change the value of the property. And hold your nerve. And uh, (laughs) he did it. He did it very, very subtly. We never felt uh, we certainly never felt any pressure to take offers. Um, Any anything from John was actually more the other way, which was to say, look, you know, I don't think you need to do this.
1: You know, stand
3: firm. And uh, and, and it worked very well.
1: Yeah, because there's nothing worse than feeling like uh, someone you're working with is uh, kind of not on your side, that they're not on your team. But you, you, John was like your teammate in this whole situation.
3: Very much so. Very much played the quarterback, certainly. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, he, that, that, I think, is what will stand out uh, for us, uh, most yeah. of all about our dealings with him.
1: Yeah, and just overall, whenever I talk to, to people, the, the one thing I always hear is they say they were never pressured. Uh, And usually it's, it's a different situation because people are thinking of selling and they want to talk to a realtor, but you had to sell. So there was no pressure there. You just had to sell. But uh, the second thing I always hear is about his demeanor. He's calm, he's friendly, and he kind of becomes part of the family in a way. Would you say that's true?
3: Yes, I would say that. That's absolutely true. Um, uh, yes, very, very calm, uh, very very laid back about it in that sense of the word, uh, and certainly at no point uh, do you do you feel any any sort of pressure um, in, in any direction, um, and so that makes it so much better. But also, I think what's important is that it's, it's good to have a good demeanour and, and be calm, but nonetheless you are looking for strong advice, and we got it.
1: Yeah. Was there ever a moment where you were just uh, kind of panicked and you felt like, oh, we're not going to get this deal done?
3: Yes. Uh, yes, certainly. Um, we we felt that. And as you often hear, um, when it all came together, it all came together very fast um, <laughs> and everything happened on time. And a week later, you're thinking, what was all that about? <laughs> 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 but uh, But certainly, during that period of time we 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 had very much had to take the view that in, in, in the end we might lose the property in Kamloops and be starting over, Well we knew that and um, but I think the important thing was, of course we wanted to get it done, and John somehow or other managed to very subtly do the bit that he needed to do to guide us almost without us feeling like we were being guided
1: <laughs> oh
3: that's lovely
1: i i'm hearing the word subtly a lot which i think is great so so yes, i'm guessing and that
3: probably it, goes with his demeanor as well it is this it is it is subtle yeah and strong. i'm
1: guessing if someone came up to you and said uh, i'm looking for a real estate agent what would you tell them
3: well i would certainly i would certainly say that uh, you should consider using. John, the presentation was excellent. Of the property, the photographs, uh, the walkthrough video, um, the, it was was excellent. And certainly, we got the people to come here. We got plenty of viewings. Uh, it might not have suited everybody who came to see them, but but at no point, um, at no point did we ever doubt that the thing wasn't being presented properly. Um, and yes, uh, we'd certainly recommend him, um, to, to anybody.
1: Yeah. And it's not, not to mention the uh, 2% commission structure, which, uh, is a good deal.
3: Yes. I mean, our view on that from the start, and we'd followed John on the radio for, uh, a number of time, for, for a number of months. And I think it's interesting that, and you know, I've heard this before, um, that the 2% part of it actually wasn't the crucial part, um. Mm we were more interested in, in, in what sort of job he was going to do for us. And the 2% saving, uh, of course, is, is a bonus, but we would, have, uh, we would recommend him anyway.
1: Right. Well, congratulations, Ian and Kay. Uh, you made the deal. You're happy with the deal. Thanks to John Carlson. And now you're in Kamloops. You know, uh, what's the next chapter for you?
3: Well, we're not quite in Kamloops yet, Martin. We, we don't move until just before the long weekend, so we're at that packing up stage at the moment and deciding what we're moving and what we're not moving. And, uh, but it's a, it's a good place to be because we've got plenty of time to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, you better get back to putting stuff in boxes. I'll let you go. <laughs> Thanks
3: Thank so much, you. Ian. Thank you, Thanks, Martin. So much.
1: Another satisfied customer of John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. And John, uh, that was a, a complicated deal, but it uh, sounds like uh, all is well.
2: Yeah, I don't even know how to follow that other than to, uh, you know, say say thank you, you know, Ian and Kay. Kay, I guess, wasn't part of the call, but it's really, it's really nice to be, you know, first of all, invited to, you know, to the discussion, at least, about an important matter in people's lives which is you know the moving the sale of property um and so you know i always am respectful when people call me out to to even just interview me to see if i might be a good fit for them and and of course it's an honor when when i'm hired to do a job for clients and you know and i've said this before martin i uh you know i get to really like my clients and i get very connected to them and uh ian and Kay uh, were certainly you know no exception to say the least. I think they're fantastic people. Um, they were great to work with. I don't think at any time did we ever feel that we were out of sync with one another. Uh, again, my job is to listen, understand, give good advice. And then I think, you know, Ian, thank you for using the word quarterback. It's it's funny. I, you know, <laughs> I played basketball for many years. I don't. I don't, uh, you know, play sports anymore, but I, I do like to watch a good football game. And so, a good quarterback. I know nowadays, you know, in in the in the NFL, a good a good quarterback is a very important piece of the puzzle. So I take that as a as a compliment. But again, I'm not a decision maker. Um, so this was a process that we all went through together. Um, you know, with with Ian and Kay, they had a property in mind and they wrote an offer and it was subject to sale. So they hadn't bought it yet, but on the other hand, they didn't want to lose it. I'd never seen that property and I wasn't involved with it, but it, you know, I could tell from talking to them that they felt the value was very good. Um, and you know, aside from value, when people move, they want to be happy where they're living. I mean, this is the next 10 or 20 years of your life potentially. So this was a challenge that had to be done at the beginning, Martin, we, we thought, because I wasn't involved in the, in the contract, it was an off market purchase, um, Uh, You know, we thought we had like a good two months or so to, you know, to make sure we had an offer that was acceptable. And then suddenly it became clear uh, from them that we had more like three three weeks or something like that. So everything changed. And, you know, we put our heads together and we wanted to, you know, make sure we got this job done. And, And, you know, back to the sports analogy, sometimes when it's the fourth quarter and you might be down by a couple of buckets or a touchdown, whatever it might be. You, you have your time out and you've got your huddle and it's time to perform. And I really felt that way, you know, with, with Ian and Kay, we were all on the same team and uh, my job was to, you know, to get it past the goal line and they had a great property. It showed very well. We made the decision to price it at a place where mm-hmm. we thought it was attractive and we we're going to hold. And that was the plan. And that's what we executed.
1: Well, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about those kind of sales where you buy something first and then you have to sell your property. And also you have some theories about uh, the latest interest rate hike and what it's doing to the Vancouver real estate market. We'll have more with John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily refer reflect Reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And my guest this afternoon is our friend John Carlson. You know him as johnnysmartpoint.com. He's online at johnnysmartpoint. Actually, you know him as johnnysmartpoint. His website is johnnysmartpoint.com. It's two N's in Johnny, Johnny johnnysmartpoint. You can also write him an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, John, we just talked to uh, some happy clients of yours, Ian and Kay, they just sold this big property an Acreage in Langley and moved to Kamloops. But what was interesting about the deal is that they they put an offer that I guess was subject to sale of their place in, in Langley in Kamloops, and they didn't want to lose that deal. So they were under pressure to sell. And that's kind of a unique situation uh, for people, isn't it?
2: It's not as unique as you might think. Um, really? You know, you kind of have to pick your poison sometimes when it comes to, you know, coordinating a purchase and a sale. And in this case, you know, it was out of town. It was an off market purchase. And Ian and K found a place that by all sounds of things was just perfect for them. So again, I think he, uh, Ian mentioned that he put they put some pressure on themselves in that regard. And then, of course, there was a little bit of a misunderstanding about how long they had to actually get a sale here. And so that did put us under a little bit of pressure. But you know I reminded Ian that you know there's pressure any way you look at it because if they were to sell first and then go investigate the property, they might have a three month deadline and that clock starts ticking on day one so in this kind of a market martin as as we all know it's it's not just greater Vancouver and the lower mainland but throughout british columbia there's there's a shortage of of good listings um, and we haven't seen a lot of inventory on the market so this is one of the key aspects right now. When I sit down with clients, we want to talk about, of course, the market value and how we would position and how we would market and what unique features we offer to the market that gives us advantages over whatever competition might be out there. But then it's the process. How do you want to go about this? Let's look at it from this angle. Maybe you get an offer first and you give yourself a three-month completion and then you go look to buy. Maybe you write a subject to sale offer because those subject to sale offers were something you didn't see a year and a half ago when the market was red hot. Um, but now they're they're coming back again. So working with Ian and Kay, uh, you know, there's always a lot of moving parts, Martin. It's never the same story twice. That's what I love about this business. It keeps you alert. It keeps you interested. It's the most exciting business, I think, in the world that I can imagine anyways. And it's also really fulfilling because being coming parts of you know of, of a person's life for a month or two while they're taking care of these things and, and being a crucial part of it, it it's very satisfying to me. So when I heard when I heard Ian, thank you, when I heard you, you know, mention that um that you know you didn't feel pushed and that, you know, that the two percent commission structure was just a bonus, that's mm-hmm. extremely gratifying and I'm very grateful for that.
1: Yeah, and I guess in a situation like this when there's some pressure to sell, uh, a realtor is gonna get paid Either way, and it might be tempting for a real estate agent to to tell their clients, yeah, just just take the deal, and and then the real estate agent gets paid, and every everyone's happy, kind of.
2: Well, you know, let me address that actually, Martin, because one thing I really like about my profession and 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 the people that I work with in my profession, the other real estate agents out there, is. You know, we we belong to a board, um, an association with the Code of Ethics, and we follow, you know, the rules of agency, which say when I take on a client and they accept me as as their designated agent, I owe them the duties of full disclosure. Everything I know, I report back to them. I don't make decisions, but I'm constantly reporting everything I know back to them, giving them advice. Of course, confidentiality. And the big one, loyalty to work for them and their interest. If I were to say my commission was the most important part of the process, then my loyalty would be my commission and and that would be against the code of ethics and I'm happy to say in you know in twenty seven years I've never had a, an issue or a dispute with any of those sorts of things in real estate, so I try to make my job easy, I'm a busy agent, I don't have any willingness or time to you know, to, to, to do anything that w- would be against the code of ethics, let's just say, and the agency relationship. So you never, as a, as a real estate agent, you never want to have a sale more than the client does. It's the client's motivation, you know, that is that is paramount. And my job is to listen and understand and then translate that into a, into a plan of action. And, and in this case, it went very well. So again, you know, working with Ian and Kay was a complete blessing. I'll put it that way. It was fantastic. I think they're fantastic people and uh, I was very happy to be a part of that.
1: And if you're looking to sell uh, and you wanna to talk to somebody, John Carlson is there. You can go to his website, johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, you can also give him a call 604-612-0080 or an email john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, we've been talking so much about Ian and Kay cause it's such a cool story and uh, we wish them all the best in their new life. In Camloops, but I wanted to get your take on the market and uh, the market conditions, and and I guess the most important uh, element in the market right now is interest rates because earlier in the month it was kind of a surprise interest rates went up again, and so what's your take? What 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 is that doing to the market?
2: You know, that is the big story right now. And and it takes time for these things to ratchet their way through the market and, and to affect change in the market. Um, the fundamentals have changed greatly. The cost of borrowing money, its you know, it, it does two things, really. It's a double edged sword. And the first thing it does, obviously, is it creates a situation where, uh, you know, potential buyers just can't access money as easily or as much money as they could before. So that kind of takes away some of their ammunition when it comes to going out there and, you know, and buying a property. Um, anecdotally, I'm seeing all over the place. Like, for instance, I have a subject to sale offer uh, on, a, on a property. Uh, and the, the buyer's agent called me the other day and said, hey, John, great news. We've got an offer uh, come on our property. We're trying to get it together. But the thing is, the buyers of our property are under a deadline. If they don't complete in the next 30 days they're going to lose their low rate guarantee because rates have, got, rates have gone up twice since they got pre-approved. And so there's there's a little bit of push for these buyers to act before they lose their rates. And that obviously means that once those rates are lost or those buyers go through, we're dealing with a whole new set of buyers who are going to have less cash at their disposal, so to speak. And that's one big impact on the market. The other impact on the market, which you know has a negative effect on pricing, is people who are in their existing homes right now, Maybe they're in they have variable rate mortgages. And you know, I've had many calls and past clients who've called me, and some of them have moved to Alberta or the island or other areas where pricing's a little bit easier. And they've said, you know, our variable rate mortgage, we used to pay this amount and now we're paying 60% more. And we just really can't afford to live in the house we've been in for the past, you know, three, four, five years, or even fixed rate terms. Some people are saying to me, John our mortgages come coming due. We're, we're currently you know at 2% or some, something like that. And now we're going to be up closer to 5.75 and we don't know if we can afford our home. So as these uh, homeowners start to work their way and their, and their interest rates, uh, you know they start to change, whether it's variable or fixed terms that are expiring, that produces some motivated sellers as well. So I think as time goes on, these interest rates are going to take a bite uh, out of the real estate market in terms of you know perhaps the prices, as I said a couple of weeks ago on the show, I think we've seen the high water mark for prices, and I'm not predicting any sort of collapse or anything like that, but the fundamentals have changed, and uh you know there are going to be as we go further some people who look at things and say, "Hey, does it make sense for us to be in our house? Is it time to downsize so these interest rates do, you know, they're a fundamental part of the of the equation, if you will, when it comes to the real estate market in greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. <clears throat> and this, these are things that I need to take into account when I'm giving my clients advice.
1: Interesting. John Carlson is our guest. Johnny Smart Point's His website is johnnysmartpoint.com. And it, it sort of seems like uh, the interest rates, they... Last year, they, they put kind of a chill on the market. And, and I think nobody's expecting, you know, the markets to crash. But as we saw last year, the markets uh, had a bit of a chill thanks to the interest rate hikes. And then once people kind of got used to them, there was a bit of a, an upswing in, in the spring. And then they went up again, kind of a surprise. And uh, like you say, we we may see another bit of a chill. So do you think there'll come a time when people get used to the latest interest rate hikes? And and when will that be?
2: Yes, of course. And, and, you know, let's look at both sides of the coin here. Um, When it comes to greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley areas, Real estate is a very robust, uh, you know, enterprise, so to speak. There are a lot of people who want to live in this area, Um, you know, uh, influx of of immigrants from other provinces or other countries. Of course, there are now some rules about foreigners buying real estate, but those don't last forever and there are loopholes, that sort of thing. So you want to be very careful not to underestimate the real estate market in Greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley because the demand side is extremely strong and, you know, it's a little... It's a lot more complicated than just, you know, talking about some of these issues in their simplest forms. Uh, And there's a lot of moving parts, but, you know, I would suggest that, you know, it's it's like a living, breathing, breathing organism. Sometimes it's growing, sometimes it's expanding, sometimes it's contracting. And I think that the fundamental changes are going to be interesting to watch over the next few months. I try to be careful with predictions, but I, I will say I think we've seen the high watermark for prices. There's political pressure, there's economic pressure to have interest rates higher and to you know introduce affordability into the markets. But on the other hand, real estate in this area is a raging monster and uh, it makes sense to own and hold real estate uh, you know, in the long term in this area. So again, I meet with people on an individual basis. I provide my expertise to them. I'm straightforward. I tell them, you know, the truth as I understand it at all times. And when people hire me, I do a good job. So uh, I also like phone calls. So if you want to go to the website, that's great, but you can feel free to call me on my cell phone. I'm always available.
1: Yeah. That number is 604-612-0080. John at johnnysmartpoint.com is the email address and johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. And uh, on your website in the last couple of minutes that we have, you've got, a, you've got some interesting listings might be worth yeah, a mention. You know,
2: I should mention some of these. I've actually had quite a role. And I think in the last maybe five or six weeks, 10 of my listings have sold. So I've been very active. But I did have, there's there's, there's one I want to mention. I have it on, uh, you go to my website on 72A Avenue in, uh, in Willoughby Heights in Langley. Offer Collapse. This is a fantastic home listed at 1.675. Legal two bedroom suite, six bedroom and den home. You know, beautiful modern home in Willoughby Heights. And that one, we had a, a deal on it. And guess what? I guess the bankers said no to the buyers. So that one's back on the market. I also have a new listing in 985 East 37th Street. It's only six days on the market now. But uh, the open house we had scheduled for tomorrow has now been canceled because we got an offer in place last night subject to financing approval again. So there's that one. Uh, And I've actually got a very interesting one, Martin. It's not on my website yet, but people can call me. I'll be listing in the next day or two a two-bedroom, two-bath condo in White Rock, about a five-minute walk from the pier. And guess what? It faces the ocean. Amazing panoramic top-floor ocean view condo. It's going to be about $850,000. So I'm still working. Um, I'm available. I've had a very busy month and a half, two months. And now I find myself with fewer listings that I'm used to carrying. So I'm available for listeners out there who uh, want to take me on and, and give me some work to do.
1: Sounds great. And that the place in White Rock sounds like the perfect place for someone to downsize,
2: maybe. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Retire. I can't wait yeah. to show the photos of that one on my, on my website.
1: Yeah. So uh, if you want to get a hold of John to talk about that, uh, just go to com. That's the website. And as I say, the email address is john at johnnysmartpoint.com and the phone number is 604-612-0080. Well, John Carlson, uh, thanks so much. And uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks.
2: I'm looking forward to that, Martin. Take care. See you soon
1: john carlson uh, johnny smartpoint.com and coming up on vancouver consumer beanie babies are back or at least a new movie about that craze from the 90s remember how everybody seemed to be buying beanie babies thinking they would become valuable collector's items some actually did Uh, not many but there are a few that go for tens of thousands of dollars sometimes hundreds. Of thousands of dollars. I'll tell you the ones to look for. That's next when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Remember the beanie baby craze in the 1990s? If you weren't around, back in the 90s, there was a frenzy about these little Stuffed toys. They sold for about five bucks, but some of them became collectible and started selling for crazy money. It was mostly ones that were made in very small quantities, like uh, one bear that was given out only to employees of Ty. That's the company that made Beanie Babies. Those became very valuable on the secondary market and were known to sell for upwards of five thousand dollars on eBay. And so, a lot of people started buying them as they came out in the stores, really investing in them, thinking that all they had to do was wait and they could retire when they all became valuable collector's items. And as I say, a few did sell for crazy money, but there were only the rare ones that were manufactured in very limited numbers. And you may have known someone who had tons of them thinking they were going to get rich. There's a great book about the whole craze. It's called The Great Beanie Baby Bubble, Mass Delusion, and the dark side of cute. And now that book has been made into a movie called *The Beanie Bubble*, starring Zach Galifianakis and Elizabeth Banks, dramatizing the whole craze. This movie debuts on Apple TV this coming Friday, July 28th. Should be interesting. But it made me wonder: Are there any beanie babies that are still valuable? I just took a quick look at on eBay, and uh, yeah. There are some that do go for a lot of money. A purple bear that is a tribute to the late Princess Diana just sold this past April for $26,900. And if you can find one that is in untouched condition, still with the tag on with a plastic case, the asking price could be in the hundreds of thousands. It's true. The princess bear is usually the most valuable single beanie baby. And that's on the high end. You can find plenty that have sold recently in the $1,000 range, but those are exceptions. The vast majority, thousands and thousands, are up for sale, sometimes for uh, less than a dollar. Uh, The experts say the sole reason any of the Beanie Babies are valuable at all is because they are rare. For example, Thai sometimes made small batches of animals with slightly different materials. They also gradually changed the tags over time. So the beanie babies with the older tags are more valuable. And occasionally they misspelled them. For example, Pinchers the lobster was for a short time labeled as punchers. And uh, you can find those on eBay and they regularly sell for anywhere from three to 700 bucks depending on the condition. But to be worth the big money, rare beanie babies have to be in perfect condition. It's kind of sad. The most valuable of them uh, have never been played with. They look brand new. They still have their tags and they're stored in plastic cases. So who knows? Maybe you have a rare one in your basement. The chances are slim. But you never know. The movie, The Beanie Bubble with Zach Galifianakis and Elizabeth Banks, debuts on Apple TV this coming Friday, July 28th. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer, and a hockey stick that Wayne Gretzky used when the Oilers clinched a Stanley Cup over Boston is now up for auction and you won't believe what it's expected to go for. That story along with the other consumer news of the week when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.